Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Steve, I once interviewed Tommy Lasorda and never asked him a question. Talking for 30 minutes. That's Tommy Lasorda. Yep. You, you don't have to have a conversation with him. <laughs> he can carry the whole thing for you. I'm not even sure I asked for a conversation. I, I just I said, hey, Tommy, how are you doing? And then that was it. So I guess I did ask him a question, but, but uh, it was just, how are you doing? Yeah. He's a, he's a talker, that guy. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was really neat to meet him, you know. And I started to tell him what I did. He said, I know what you do. I listen to the games. I said, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Great. So here we are. This is a pivotal week. Uh, this is the week where starters get solidified, uh, sub-packages get more solidified, uh, guys that are going to be part of the travel team you know, will be more solidified, and then uh, at the end of the week, some guys are going to slide to the scout team. Uh, so what do you know to this point, or what do you think to this point? I, I think they have a lot of talent. I, I, I think the, the, t- the guys who are going to slide to the – to the scout teams, to me, are very interesting because there's some there's going to be some guys on those scout teams who could probably play at some other programs, especially on the defensive line. I think there's a I think there's actually a really deep defensive line. Secondary, obviously, is a, is a spot that that's going to happen. But yeah, I, I I look at I look at this whole team and there's there's just a couple of uh, you know obviously by the end of the week they want to have you know they, they want to probably have their middle linebackers settled. They want to have their offensive line, uh, you know kind of settled in who, who who's going to be where you know I, I think they have a good idea of who's going to be where there but but I, I think they I think they really want to see this week what they can what, what they're going to have going forward and you're right this is the week where you know you're getting you're getting closer to the game you want to be able to have a, a full week of practice with the guys you have deem your ones and twos and you want you want to be able to prepare for Purdue so th- this is the this is the week to get it done but I I really think that they pretty much know who's going where and, and, and know what they got. This is not a, your typical team that was 500 over the last two seasons. This is a, this is a team where you, you know what you have talent-wise, and it's just a matter of who's going who's gonna to rise to the top and who, who's going to have to, you know, who's not going to be part of that rotation. It's a very talented freshman class. How interested are you as to see which ones can break through and get themselves some plays during games? Oh, very, because I think the freshman class – that's going to determine for you who's yeah how, how good a team you could be. You know, do you have a dynamic running back out of those two guys? And, and and I think they believe they do with with Nick Singleton and, and Katron Allen. But how much do you play those guys? How ready are they? Uh, I, I if if they're on the more ready side, you could have a a, a dimension to this offense that you haven't seen in the last couple of years, which is that guy who could break the long run, who could beat you with speed, beat you in the passing game. I I, I think they're really looking forward to that, but. You know, there's some there's some other guys. You know, defensive backfield. I think there's some guys who can who can come right in and, and play, and, and and the defensive line. So I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I everybody who asks me, you know, where is there a, you know, where, where is there a strength that that nobody's talking about? I tell everybody's defensive line. I think they they could be they could be really really good up front, uh, and, and and some of those guys are are, are going to fit in there. But I, I I don't know how many of these true freshmen are coming to start, at, you know, against Purdue, but. They're gonna they're gonna play quite a bit. I, you know, another thing I you know, thought a lot about lately is back in in 15 when 
they're playing Temple and they lose to Temple. Saquon Barkley had one carry. Yes. So, Purdue game isn't necessarily an indication of who's going to play moving forward. At some point, those guys are going to put themselves in a position where they're the guys who are pushing everybody for playing time and maybe upsetting the apple cart, which is a good thing in college football. You, want, you don't want comfortable starters. Right. Uh, no question. Everybody is taking a low-key approach uh, in talking about the offensive line, which I think is, is justified. In other words, you know, show, show everybody. Okay. Uh, so what's your thought on the offensive line? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one because every year I think, I, I, I don't know if I'd be the guy who's saying like Franklin has the last couple of years, you know, this is the year. I, I don't, I don't think you ever say this is the year right? because if then, if it doesn't happen, you're, you're, you're the guy who said it was, you, know, you, you set the expectation yeah. at that level. But I, I do think, I, and I probably said this in, in past years, so you know, I, I even hesitate to say it, but in the past years they had a lot of experience up front, and, and, and those guys came back, and it was kind of just more of the same. But I think these guys have a little less experience, but a little more talent. Yeah. Guys, like, guys like Olu, I, I thought Olu played really well the more I went back and watched it in the, in the Outback Bowl. You can't tell sometimes just watching sure. because you're watching 11 guys on the day right. of the game. But you go back and you watch one guy, and he, I, I, th- I thought he looked pretty good. He, he looks like he could be the left tackle of the future. Uh, Tang Walling is going to be a, 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 a fascinating player for these guys. I, he, he's a, he's only listed at six foot five. He, he looks like he's, he's much bigger than he's listed, and he's listed as a huge man. So I, I think he is a, is a guy that everybody in the country thought was going to be a, a very talented player wherever he went. I, I think he can come in and, and make a big difference. But I, but I like Juice better at center than I did at guard. I think that that's that, that's a good fit for him, and. It'll be very interesting to me to see where, you know, see see what all the fuss is about with Sal Wormley. I, I I think they really thought that was a big loss for them last year to not have Sal and to yeah. to have to have to work in those couple of guys who you know the, the Wiggins and the Wilsons who who played a little bit in, in the beginning. Wilson played most of the season as a left guard, but I, I think those two guys, you know, it, 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 I think in the middle with Juice bringing a lot of experience back, and you could argue he was their best lineman anyway last couple of years but you, you, know, you could put juice in the middle with all that experience and those two very talented guards I, I think that makes you a better running team right there and if you're a better running team you're going to throw better so you could because you, you, you're not going to be able to just sit back and, and rush the pass that makes you a much better pass blocking team if you could run the ball so it, it, with this team it's all about every position how, how much better can we run the ball that that cures a lot of ills and, and I think those three guys on the offensive line can do it now will they I, I'm, with, I'm with James and, and, and Phil Trotwine on that one. You, you got to go prove it to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I Manny Diaz, you know, you go back to what Miami did, and it was attack, attack, attack. Is that the sense you're getting when you listen to him about how he wants to play with Penn State's defense? Oh, absolutely. I saw I, he was the, the, after the media day. Uh, they had the practice open and went in, and mm-hmm. he was the only guy I watched because I want to see how he coached. Right. And he is he has no nonsense, and he he, he just talks about turnovers. He he's an aggressive guy, uh, and and that does rub off. Now, does it mean you're going to get more turnovers? No, but I I I, I bet my I almost bet my house that they're going to have more. They're going to force more turnovers this year because not 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 because Manny Diaz wants to or because he he's always done it in the past, but because he has the 
the schemes to do it and the players to do it. They're going to be able to rush passes this year, and they're going to be able to cover receivers. And that, that's, how you, that's how you force turnovers to me. Make the quarterback uncomfortable, make him take too much time. I think Kent State's defense sets up to do that, no, no matter who the, the coordinator would have been. I, I think that's what these guys uh, are, are able to do, what they have the potential to do. Uh, I, I love the secondary. I mean, everybody does there. It, it, you know, James Franklin raved about it at Media Day. Um, you know, they have a lot of a lot of good youth there, but a lot of experience as well. Kalen King, I think, is going to be a, a star. Jair is a potential All-American. But you know, you got you're going to be able to cover cover good receivers, and you're going to be able to rush the passer if you stay healthy off the edges. Because I, I think off the edge up front, they're going to be very very good. So. I, they have they have the potential, anyway, to be a team that forces a lot more turnovers. You had the Manny Diaz attitude. You had the Manny Diaz schemes. Uh, I, I, I think he was the perfect hire for that. I, I think that was an A plus, A plus hire. And I, and I said it at the time. Now, is he going to be around forever? Who knows? I probably not. But for one year, for if if he's looking to to rebuild that image of himself as the guy who who forces the turnovers, the guy with the chaos defense. This is the def- this is the team. If I were him, I would have wanted to coach because they have all those pieces. Right. Uh, how often in your travels are you asked about the Big Ten television deal? Um. Yeah. So so not 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 much by fans because they're going to watch whoever whoever has it. But right. I, you know, a lot of the people from yeah, you know, a lot of the guys who I know from covering baseball and 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 and, and doing a lot of you know the, the the Big Ten stuff, they're very into it. Because they, you know, they they think that's a uh, they they think fascinating deal. They they you know, they knew it was going to be big money, um, and you know, But you know, once the networks were kind of you know the blanks were kind of filled in there, I thought they thought that was a that was a very interesting looking uh, an, an interesting looking deal. I, let, let's put it let's put it that way about how how this is going to be on a the, the viewing experience for the fans on a on a Saturday afternoon. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know many. I don't know if many fans have asked me about it, but I've, certainly people in the industry are are fascinated by it. Yeah, you know, what's interesting to me is that CBS is going to have to do, and the Big Ten's going to help them. I guess they're going to have to do a juggling act next year because CBS still has the SEC next year at three thirty, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. You know, in other mm-hmm. words, the SEC doesn't go to ESPN until twenty four. So next year in that 3.30 time slot, CBS is going to have SEC obligations and the Big Ten is going to be – they're going to work around it, I guess. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a great point. And I think that's going to be something we're talking a lot about next year because I think that's going to be a Penn State game a lot of weeks. Yeah. Because you're going to have – you know, Fox is going to have, you know, obviously the, the, the choice of the game of the week. But that, that game – going against the SEC with CBS, that could be a Penn State game more often than not because Penn State is always going to be a, a very interesting talking point uh, and a, a, a big ratings grab for, for the network. So, so, yeah, I think for a year it could be a, it, it could be a, real, a real mess. And I, you know, the one thing I, a lot of, of those guys have, that, that I've talked to about this have asked me about was, you know, was, you know mixing NBC, Notre Dame, how do they all fit in? So it, it, there's a lot of moving parts, well, and it's, it's, it's a weird deal. Notre Dame wants to be at 2.30. I mean, NBC only has their home games. They want to be at 2.30 unless there's one game like Clemson this year, which is at 7.30.
So it does, I don't really see how it, it it's not going to impact them that often. But to me, it's going to be interesting to see how CBS juggles 23 because they still have the SEC deal. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's by, by far the most interesting thing for next year. But, every, you know, everybody, it's, it's always this whole, you know, does this mean the, the, the Notre Dame and the Big Ten is a formality? I don't think so. No, I don't either. <laughs> I don't yeah, either. I, I think Notre, Notre Dame, you, you, you know, every, everybody thinks, oh, Notre Dame is going to get strong-armed into doing – and, and, and to join the conference. I don't think Notre Dame has ever gotten strong-armed into doing anything. <laughs> you no. Know, that, no. That, that's not Notre Dame's style. They do what Notre Dame does, and people are going to watch Notre Dame. But, but yeah, next year with the SEC, because, I mean, CBS is going to end up with a really great SEC game in the, the number two Big Ten game, I, or if, 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 if it's that good a Big Ten game. So it, it'll be very, very interesting to me to, to see how they play that out with, with what really is the future of their brand and what fans are, are expecting to see, you know, broadcast nationally on a, on, a, on a Saturday afternoon, especially late in the season. All right. And NBC, by the way, is going to go with Jack Collinsworth and Jason Garrett to be their Notre Dame broadcast team this year. So It can't be worse than last year. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's possible, yes. All right. Always a pleasure, Donnie. Uh, by the way, how are the Rail Riders doing? The Rail Riders and on, on June 6th were the worst team in AAA baseball record-wise. I think they were 16, 17 games under 500, and they've played about 20 over since. So they're, they're kind of a fascinating team right now in, in, yeah. in AAA baseball for anyone who follows that. They, they, have, they have some prospects who everybody thinks the, the Yankees should be calling up, uh, but they're not going to do it. So this, this team might be – they might go from – Worst record in the league at the halfway point to the playoffs. So that that'll be that'll be an interesting follow here. But but yeah, I, I'm sure I'm sure once September hits, the Yankees will take a few of those guys. Maybe. Probably will. All right. uh, the Yankees are not exactly rolling right now. They're two and eight in their last ten, uh, and when they face somebody that's over 500 of late, they struggle. All right. Yes. Donnie, thanks so much. Appreciate you. Look forward to talking again shortly.